The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We've learned to hide our true feelings and emotions from the view of the outside world for fear of being seen as weak, undeserving, or not enough. While this strategy works well for a while, many of us are realizing it is not a sustainable way to continue living life, especially when there is so much that we want to achieve, create, and contribute. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shameen Sadek. In this program, you'll hear from Shameen and her guests about what it's like to face these fears head-on and courageously share emotion, vulnerability, and experience in service of creating connection, resilience, and extraordinary results. Now, here's your host, Shameen Sadek. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shameen Sadek, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Oh, I'm on my way out of town this week to do some work with some of my favorite people in the whole world, and that would be my colleagues. I love to work with my colleagues, and I'm just um, so excited about heading out to spend some time with a group of people for a couple of days that I almost forgot that it was time to do the show today. And so I'm smiling at myself as I, I got caught a little bit unawares, smiling at myself and deciding not to to beat myself um, to a pulp for it for very much longer. So I thought I'd just start by being transparent, and, um, and that leads us into the topic for today, which is on mosquitoes and machine guns. Now, I had actually planned to do this show last week, but in the wake of the events that unfolded in Paris and Beirut and elsewhere in the world uh, over the days leading up to that day, I decided that doing a show that had the word machine guns in its title was just not the right timing. And I decided to leave it over for another week. So before we dive into the topic, let's do what we've been doing for oh, the past few months on the show and spend the first few minutes just really getting grounded and sitting together and coming into relationship with our breath, um, with the earth under our feet, and letting all the things like what I just shared with you about being so busy that I almost forgot about this time, letting that go for the time being. So let's take a moment to just bring ourselves to a dignified and grounded, upright, seated seated position, placing your feet flat on the floor, so uncrossing your legs or ankles so that your legs are, are just resting on the floor, your feet are flat on the floor, your palms are face down on your legs, wherever is comfortable as you sit, your seated in an upright position so you're not slouched over, but you're not so straight that you feel discomfort in your back. The point is to be dignified and relaxed all at the same time. 
And bringing your eyes to closed or half closed, if that feels comfortable for you. I sometimes like to leave my eyes just half open, gazing at the floor about four to six feet in front of me. I learned this from uh, one of my teachers, and I always find that it's a little bit better for me than actually closing my eyes. When I close my eyes, I tend to either fall asleep or get a little bit dizzy sometimes, and I think that's because I just have so much buzzing around in my head. So keeping my eyes open gives me something to focus on. All right, and as you come into that seated position, just roll your shoulders up and down and back your uh, over your over their range. Don't go too far. Don't try too hard. But just so that you can get a sense of what does it feel like when my shoulders are up high around my ears, and then what is it like to just gently roll them back and down so that they're just relaxed and and not tight, no tension in them. Just experiment with that so you can feel the difference and bring them to a relaxed position. Good. And now we'll begin to just focus on the breath. So just notice your breath as you inhale and as you exhale. Good. And we'll just sit together noticing the breath for a few moments. I notice as soon as I take one deep breath and let it go that a good amount of the tension that I carry in my body has left or gets released. So I wonder if the same is true for you. Breathing in and breathing out. Good. And as you sit, just allowing yourself to sink into your seat, feeling your bottom getting a bit heavier in the seat as you sit, noticing your feet feeling a bit more heavy on the floor. Just see if you can bring your breath and your awareness down to your feet. Good. And just breathing in and breathing out at your own pace. Allowing yourself to come into relationship with your feet on the floor and the feeling of your breath as it enters and leaves your body. Breathing in through your nose and exhaling through your mouth or your nose, whatever feels more comfortable for you. Breathing in and breathing out. And if I'm going faster than you wish to go, that's okay. Go at your own pace. Good. Great. And as I practice this sitting and breathing and just coming into connection and focus, What I notice is I am more steady, more peaceful. Things don't have to take me off center to the extent that they sometimes can. This is all about coming back to yourself over and over and over again. This is about building self-awareness. 
coming into relationship with yourself. How quickly do your thoughts drift off onto something else? If you're like me, that will happen in a moment, in a second. How gentle can you be with yourself when that happens? Can you smile kindly at yourself and say, oh, I was paying attention to my breath and then I started thinking about something else. Let me come back. Let me come back to my feet planted on the ground and my awareness back on my breath. And even if in the next breath you get distracted again, come on back. That's the point. Can you notice and come back? That's what being resilient is. Can you smile kindly at yourself when you get distracted, when you get taken off center, and bring yourself back and try again? It's not about being perfect. It's not about never messing it up. Rather, it's about coming back, noticing, smiling kindly at yourself, and returning to yourself. Good. So let's take two more breaths together and then we'll bring this grounding and centering that we've been doing together to a close for the time being. Breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in one more time and exhaling. Good. And as you prepare to gently open your eyes, just move your, start by wiggling your fingers and toes, and then just move your body gently, stretching perhaps your arms up overhead, or rolling your head from side to side, or your shoulders. Just do something to reawaken your body, bring some movement back in. And then gently open your eyes and we'll come on back to the conversation. Good. So my show for today on mosquitoes and machine guns, it's not meant to be a commentary on um, current happenings in the world. It was really meant to be a commentary on us as human beings how we can make such a big deal out of something, uh, something so small, like perhaps a mosquito. So I want to share a story with you about a mosquito. I, I like all of you, I travel on the social, social networks. I look at Facebook daily and I read articles on LinkedIn and I know my kids are using Instagram and Snapchat and I know there are other things out there that I'm not aware of that I don't use, but that you all do. Social media has a big presence in our lives. And some of you like me may have seen uh, a saying uh, uh, that's attributed to the Dalai Lama. So what he says is, if you think that you're too small to make a difference, try spending the night with a mosquito in your room. Because a mosquito is very, very small, as you may know, and can have a huge impact. So it was um, ironic that I actually had this experience recently. I was down south uh, in a beautiful, warm, tropical location, and I was sleeping uh, in my hotel room, 
And there was one little mosquito in the room, just one. And this little guy or gal made my night unbelievably challenging, unbelievably difficult, because every time I poked any part of my body out of the sheet on the bed, this thing would attack me. It would come in, I could hear it buzzing, and it would bite me. And I don't know, maybe it really enjoyed the taste of my blood or something. Maybe I'd eaten too many sweets that night. I don't know. But this thing bit me about 17 times in one night. And eventually it was getting ridiculous. I kept waking up. I kept looking to see if I could find it and and destroy it and put myself out of (laughs) the misery that it was causing. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I would turn on the light and I, and it would disappear and I wouldn't be able to find it. And so it disrupted my entire night and it made me laugh because I was thinking about what the Dalai Lama said that, you know, if you think that you're too small to make an impact that uh, try spending the night with a mosquito, this thing had a huge impact on me. My entire arm and my face were covered with these welts from being bitten. And finally around four o'clock in the morning, I was able to to find it, and um, I'm sorry to say that I did kill it, but I, I, um, I'm not really in favor of killing living beings, but this little mosquito, um, I'd had enough of it, and I, so I did. Yes, so forgive me for that. Anyway, I put it out of its misery, and I got myself out of my own, and then I thought long and hard about this, this notion of how being small doesn't mean that you can't have an impact. And so I was thinking about that for myself. I um, have mentioned on the show before that I was I would like to um, begin to offer more of my my products or my processes to more people to make things more widely available to you. And uh, often along the way, as I begin to consider that, I start to feel a bit scared. I start to feel a bit small. I start to wonder if really I'm going to make any difference. After all, I'm only one person in this this sea of 7 billion people on this planet. Can my actions and my, my um, uh, intentions actually make a difference? And I guess the answer is yes. Uh, the answer is yes. And I invite you to consider how the same is true for you. No matter how insignificant you think your contribution might be, it actually can add up to a lot or it can have a huge impact. I was thinking as well about another story I heard one day about how, uh, and I'm sorry that I can't attribute this to where I found it, but I think it's another one of those memes that's widely available, but it's about a, a boy who is walking to school and he's considering uh, ending his life. His his life is hard and he feels unloved and he perhaps has been bullied and feels like he has no one, no friends, no one who cares about him. And he's considering ending his life. And another child comes along that morning and says good morning to him and engages him in a bit of a conversation as they're walking to school. And he suddenly realizes that he's not alone. He doesn't have to take that action. He can actually... Um, come into, he can be in connection that others are actually interested in him and, and care about him. And it changed everything. And he ended up not taking uh, action to end his life that day. Uh, and that person who came and said hello to him, you know, may never know. And this story might have happened, you know, a hundred times over. Think about your own life. Think about mornings where you said good morning to someone. Think about the impact that that may have had when they were feeling despondent, alone, exhausted, um, 
humiliated or whatever they were feeling. And to be acknowledged and seen by another human being can make all the difference. So no matter how small you think you or your actions or your intentions are, know that they can have a huge impact. And I'm coming into relationship with that knowing in my own life too. I'm not saying that I always believe it. I do have doubt. I do wonder. And I'm sure you do as well. But I also trust that if we operate out of integrity, in integrity, with a sense of integrity, if we operate in alignment with um, our hopes and desires for the goodness of life and the connection of all humans, that we can make a difference, each one of us. And so in the face of large, upsetting incidences that happen in the world, it's easy to become hopeless. It's easy to give up and to feel despondent and to think that nothing that we do is going to make a difference. And yet, I do believe that each of us has the potential to make a difference. And so, that, that was one of the things that led me to want to talk about this. Now, the, the part about machine guns is often... I have noticed that, and this is a metaphor, that uh, myself and my clients, when something small happens, uh, something like an annoying mosquito comes along, we want to go after it with everything we've got. And certainly in the middle of the night after being bitten 17 times and getting no sleep, I wanted to go after this mosquito with every bit of power that I had. And sometimes uh, that's just a way over the top reaction. So I was thinking about that as well and wanted to draw this connection that we don't have to shoot mosquitoes with machine guns. Um, Sometimes a fly swatter would be enough. Other times um, a kind word or a small action might be enough. Now, speaking nicely to a mosquito, I don't know if that's going to make a difference, but I'm speaking in metaphors here. We don't need to shoot mosquitoes with machine guns. We don't need to come up with a reaction to one incident or something that we didn't like um, and throw every bit of firepower we have at it. That's not necessarily always the best thing to do. So I wanted to talk with you about that this week. And we're about to go to a break, but when we come back, Let's have more of a conversation together about this. If you'd like to join the conversation, please call me at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. And we can uh, talk about mosquitoes and machine guns together. When we come back from the break, I'm Shamin Sadiq. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hello, I'm Shamin Sadiq, the founder and CEO of Anjali Leadership. Anjali means heartfelt offering, and it's no accident that my company is named this way, as our work comes straight from the heart. I spent years working within organizations where well-intentioned leaders somehow managed to create more frustration and disappointment than anything else. You know what? I was one of those leaders, and I yearned for something better, but didn't know what it would look like or how to make it happen. Fortunately, I do know now. At Anjali Leadership, 
we specialize in helping you climb out of these limiting patterns of behavior so that you can pour your energy and passion into creating the vision, results, and business performance you've been striving for since the beginning. If you want to learn more, visit anjaliedership.com. Ready to work with us? Go to anjaliedership.com and let's get started. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This is Shameen Sadek. We're talking about mosquitoes and machine guns today on stories from the heart of leadership. And what I really mean by that is how do you in your life completely go over the top when something happens? So here, here's an example. Um, somebody says to me, um, well, I don't really like your style or I didn't really like the way that you did that. And I go way off into a tizzy and think, oh my God, I'm bad. I'm wrong. I've got to change everything about what I'm doing because that one person didn't like what I said or that one person commented um, a f- funny thing is when I was first starting to teach and train coaches way back in, um, 2007, 2008, I guess around that time, I remember somebody, uh, in their written feedback to me said, Shamin fails to appreciate the gravitas of this subject. And I thought, oh my God, this is my life's work. And she thinks I'm flippant about it. And so I got really serious. I thought, I've got to be more serious about this. I've got to, I've got to give it the, the, the respect and the regard that it's due. She's right. I don't hold it deeply enough. And so I began to work very, very carefully and intentionally about uh, on how to make things deeper. And the funny thing is, many years later, where I probably let go of that, but for the first few months after that, I probably lost my sense of humor completely because I was trying so hard to show that I was serious, that I did appreciate the gravitas of it. Anyway, many years later, I was teaching uh, another group of coaches and similar similar scenario uh, years later, and I remember someone saying, do we have to take this all so seriously? And I just started laughing because in the past, when I was told I didn't take it seriously enough, I dug in and got really serious, and now I'm serious, and somebody's saying, hey, lighten up a little bit. So the point here is where does something like that happen to you? Where do you um, experience something that's maybe a one-off or maybe it's indicative of a larger pattern, but you take it so hard that you have to then throw all of your resources towards changing that? Um, that's what I mean by shooting a mosquito with a machine gun is let's not take things so personally and so hard that we have to then change our entire direction and throw all of our resources at changing that. 
And I was reflecting over the break on, you know, why might that happen or, or what is it that is to explain why we do that? And I think it comes down to a, a few things, but one of them might be taking things far too personally. I certainly do that. I feel this little ouch every time I hear someone say something that isn't favorable about me. Um, could be the smallest thing. It could be a larger thing, but I, I take it to heart and I, I get so sort of upset about it that I feel like I've got to do everything in my power to change it. Part of that, the remedy or the way through for me is learning that not everybody is going to like everything that I do all the time. And if they don't, then um, my work is to remember that it doesn't mean anything about who I am as a human being. It might mean something about my behavior. It might point me to a place to look to continually improve. Um, it might be that I'm in need of some upgrading of, of my story or my my work or something that I'm doing might need some attention, but it doesn't change that I'm still good, that I'm still enough, and that I'm still whole and complete as I am. It doesn't change that. And the more I can remember that, the easier it is to weather those, the, those criticisms or those moments where I feel that ouch. What is it like for you what is the thing that gets you? What's the, the mosquito that um, has you coming out with your full battalion and all your war gear on and your swords ready to attack and defend? What is that for you? Think about that in your own life. And I want you to ask yourself, you know, does it change who I am that that happened, that they said that, that they think that? Does it really change who I am? Do I know who I am at the core of myself? And who you are is enough, good, valued, valuable. Can you remember that? Can you come into relationship with that? And so, you know, this sitting that we've been doing at the beginning of every show, it's related here. It actually has a relationship with what we're talking about today, because if we can, so here's the thing, a mosquito comes along and starts buzzing all night and biting us and, and refusing to go away. And I could actually hear that thing dive bombing towards me. Um, almost like it was just sitting there hovering in the air, waiting for me to expose some skin so it could attack. So these metaphorical mosquitoes arrive and we get taken off center. We get uh, ungrounded we start flailing around, trying to um, wave them off, trying to beat them down or, or, or kill them and get them out of our way. And we start putting all of our energy towards that. At least I do that. Um, and I'm inviting you to think about how you do as well. And what happens is I get really ungrounded at that moment and I lose my center. I lose my sense of self. I, I start to just focus on wanting this thing that's bothering me to go away. I just want to not feel the feeling of this thing that's bothering me, whether it's the mosquito in the middle of the night or it's the feeling of the ouch of having someone say, no, that didn't really work for me, what you did. So our work is to get grounded. And the way through this, the only way I know is to get grounded. And getting grounded is really coming back to ourselves. So when I said earlier when we were sitting that this is what resilience is, it's noticing that we've gotten taken off center 
and then reminding ourselves that, um, that that's not actually the truth about who we are. Uh, I'm not bad or wrong if someone doesn't like what I said or did. Do I have places to look? Do I have things to learn? For sure. But it doesn't mean that at my core, anything um, like that is true. And so if you can come back to that and remember that, and if you can remember that about the other person too, they might have said something about you that you didn't like. It doesn't mean that they're bad or wrong either. They're just a human being having their experience, whatever it is, and they have an opinion about you. You mean you don't have to choose to share that opinion, but you don't have to defend against it either. And so if we could actually come back to our center, come back to our core, come back to our essence and remember that we are enough, then what might we choose from there? What would I choose from there? And I'll tell you, it happens over and over. I've been looking at these patterns for years. I've been working with others who help me see these patterns. I, I see my own coaches and, and guides and therapists regularly to explore these things because I'm committed to my own development. And I know some of you are as well. It doesn't mean that they're going to go away or that this is never going to happen again. And so I noticed even the other day, you know, I received uh, something from someone and it just pushed that little button, <laughs> just like that mosquito when it bites me over and over again, pushes my buttons. So did this. And I felt the feeling of it. And I said, ah, I am in that feeling of having my buttons pushed and getting taken off center. And now I get to decide how I want to respond. Am I going to respond with all my guns blazing? Am I going to take out my swords and my lightsabers or whatever other weapons I have and start slashing away at this person or this message or this thing that has annoyed me or pushed my button? Or will I wait? Will I wait until this feeling that I have right now has passed? And, and, and when I say wait, what I mean is come back to center. Will I come back to center and let this thing that's happened, my button's gotten pushed, let it have its way with me for a few minutes, but I don't have to do anything about it. I don't have to pick up my pen and start writing um, uh, hateful things back. Uh, will I wait until this feeling is not so fresh, this feeling of upset that this has provoked in me? Will I wait till this feeling has passed somewhat and then answer from there? And the only advice I have about this is to come back to center, to come back to your breath, to feel your feet on the floor, and to come back into relationship with what is true about each of us. And that is that we are enough. You are enough. You are um, good. Um, you are a work in progress. Nobody's perfect. I'm not saying anyone's perfect, but we're enough just as we are. And even if somebody doesn't like something that we said or did, or even if someone says something that we don't like, it doesn't change who we are. It doesn't change our enoughness, and it doesn't change theirs either. I know this can be a little bit difficult to take in, especially when there is so much that activates us. There is so much out there that serves to make us angry, and it's so easy to throw hate and throw toxicity around and direct it at other people and blame problems on on all the circumstances and people that we'd like to blame them on. And I'm not saying 
that bad things don't happen in the world and that there aren't people who are operating in ways that are really disregarding of our humanity, our shared humanity. Yeah, bad things happen. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. But I'm asking you if you would be willing to pause before you respond in kind. Would you be willing to pause, to come back to center, to breathe, to feel your feet on the floor, and to let that feeling of whatever's been activated in you subside somewhat before you choose how to respond? You know, you may choose to respond with a defense or an offense or an attack, or you may choose to respond with compassion, um, with grace, with mindfulness. Um, All of these are choices. I'm only asking you to give yourself enough time to choose. And I'm asking you that because I'm in the, 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 the process of practicing that myself. I haven't got it perfect. I haven't got it licked. I haven't got it all figured out. I wanted to read you something that I wrote about this many years ago, and I didn't know what I was writing. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I knew that I was writing about this, but I'm looking at something I wrote and I'm thinking that this is um, a reflection of what we're talking about here today. So I wrote uh, three, three haiku. Um, Haiku is a a Japanese form of poetry and it's a particular structure um, that you need in order for something to be called a haiku. And so I, I wrote three haiku that sort of go together. So let, let me share them with you. The first one is called Yesterday. Scattered woman reacting to each problem without direction. So this is about how I have been and how I can still be, by the way. <laughs> Even today or yesterday, I was probably like this where I feel scattered, um, problems arise, and I just sort of spin out of control and I have no direction, but I'm reacting to everything as it comes. The second haiku is called Today, and let me read it to you. Powerful presence, a creator of vision, led by desire. So this is about coming into a different relationship with myself. So instead of just reacting willy-nilly to everything that comes my way, I actually get grounded in my vision. What is it that I want? What is it that I desire? How do I wish it was? How do I want it to be? What is it that I want to create that matters so much to me that I do anything to bring it into being? And when I get grounded in that, then I can take action that's led out of that vision. It's a bit more powerful than the scattered me that just um, jumps up and down in response to whatever happens and gets distracted and taken off course at a moment's notice. And then I wrote a third haiku, and this one is called Tomorrow, and it reads like this. Clear boundaries here, humble, not needing spotlights, joyous and complete. And it is my, my hope for myself in the future is that my boundaries will be so clear my sense of myself will be so clear that I won't need to either jump up and down and defend myself and I won't even need to try to create something. I'll actually be complete and joyous just as I am 
It won't matter whether people love me or hate me. It won't matter whether I've conquered the world or not, whether I have built an empire or am just enjoying life with my beloved ones here at home. It's enough to just be in this moment joyous, just enough um, to feel complete in this moment, that there's nothing that I would want to be different in any given moment than how it is. That's my my vision or my hope for myself is that at some day I might experience that kind of peace. Do I experience it today? No, no, not really, not always, but I've had moments. I've had gracious moments and graceful moments where that has been my experience. And so I, I think that for me, this outlines a bit of a journey, a bit of a journey that we humans can take with this. So we can, we can pull out all our arms and, fight against the mosquitoes, or we can um, stay focused on who we are and what we want and what we're here to do, and then move into the peacefulness of existing as we are, not thinking that things need to be better in order for us to enjoy. How many times have you in your life said, oh, it'll, it'll all be better when I have X, Y, or Z, or X, Y, or Z, depending on where you live. How many times have you said that to yourself? Oh, I can rest when I've finished this, or I'll retire after I've done that, or I'll enjoy life and go on vacation after I've created this. Um, Actually, I think we could actually be joyous and take many vacations and rest and be content and enjoy ourselves even in the midst of all that. Um, what if we didn't have to delay our peacefulness for some future state that we never actually end up acquiring or creating anyway? What if it was enough to be complete and happy with ourselves right now in this moment, even with all of the things that are going on in the world, all of the things that we're experiencing in our lives, and all of the complexity that we face? What if it was okay to just be in it, trusting that This is the best moment right now, not wanting to wait for some future time or some future conditions in order to be okay. Because the bad news is when those future conditions arrive, we're just as dissatisfied then as we are now. So I'm inviting you to look at your own journey and your own life and see how, if, if any of this resonates with you, how it does and how it could be useful to you. We are going to take another break. When we come back, we'll have more on mosquitoes and machine guns on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hello, I'm Shamin Sadiq, the founder and CEO of Anjali Leadership. Anjali means heartfelt offering, and it's no accident that my company is named this way, as our work comes straight from the heart. I spent years working within organizations where well-intentioned leaders somehow managed to create more frustration and disappointment than anything else. You know what? I was one of those leaders, and I yearned for something better but didn't know what it would look like or how to make it happen. Fortunately, I do know now. At Anjali Leadership, we specialize in helping you climb out of these limiting patterns of behavior 
so that you can pour your energy and passion into creating the vision, results, and business performance you've been striving for since the beginning. If you want to learn more, visit anjaliedership.com. Ready to work with us? Go to anjaliedership.com and let's get started. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliedership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This is Shameen, and today we are talking about mosquitoes and machine guns. Moreover, we're talking about how to not shoot mosquitoes with machine guns. And we've been outlining uh, a process, if you like, or a journey to embark on, should you choose, that would have you more centered, more self-aware, more grounded, and more choiceful in how you want to respond to things when they happen. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't respond when things happen. I'm not saying that we should sit passively and let things happen to us. I am only asking for um, a pause. I'm asking for us to consider the value of a pause. That's really what this is about, so that you can be at choice. And I remember way back, a few years ago, I was in a gathering of colleagues, and everybody was very, it's a very type A kind of group. Everybody, not necessarily all extroverts, quite a few introverts in the group, but a very purposeful group, a very committed group, uh, people who really have um, some things that they want to contribute to as they go forward. And I'm so privileged and honored to be part of this group. And as our time together unfolded, I began to feel the pressure of the noise. I began to feel the, the, the just to tap into the the fastness of things, the loudness of things, and how this purposefulness was drawing us all into uh, a very urgent conversation about things that had to happen right away. And um, I began to feel this urge to slow it down, this call for quiet. And so I probably very unskillfully raised my hand and, and, and made some sort of a comment about this. I'm sure it wasn't my most skillful moment, but it probably wasn't my worst moment either. And I really just said, you know, I need, I, I feel a need f- to voice this, this, this need for some slowing down here. Can we just slow this down a little bit? It's, it's moving at light speed and it's starting to um, uh, just make me a bit crazy. I feel like my head is spinning because we're going so fast here. And, you know, I think a few people appreciated the call for quiet and, and came to me privately later to to acknowledge that, that the call for quiet was appreciated. But I also noticed that quite a few people sort of made fun of it and said, ah, you can sleep later on the plane if you're tired, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't saying that I was tired. I was just saying it's going too fast. I need it to slow down a little bit. And so that's fun to, to kind of laugh at myself in it and notice that everybody's desire was to go quickly. And I felt like I was voicing a lone voice. 
which I wasn't. I know I wasn't. But since then, I've noticed that that's been my my voice. Often is a call for quiet, a call for pe- um, a call a call for a pause. I'm just asking us to slow it down a little bit, just to slow ourselves down a little bit. And I'm asking myself to slow down a little bit because I tend to go at 100 miles per hour myself. My brain and my actions, they, they, they work very quickly together. And I, I'm often thinking of 100 things, which I can't always do right at the same time. But my brain is sort of full and in activity and motion all the time. And so my invitation to all of you to consider the value of this pause of this quiet, of getting grounded and coming back to center, I only issue invitations to you if they are useful to me as well. And I am very much in the process of taking up that invitation. I don't do it well all the time. And I often um, do the opposite of it so well that I am forced to pause because I get so tired that I have to. So know that I'm a work in progress on this, which is why I'm raising it here with you today. So I wanted to take a little bit of time at the end of the show today, which is now, to talk with you about some of the things that have come out of my pausing, my um, being quiet, uh, not speaking maybe as much as I have been or I have been known to. I've just been asking myself some questions about, you know, who am I and why am I here and what is next for me? And I wanted to share with you some of what is next for me. So I continue to to do the work that I love to do. And, you know, I, I love to I love to do leadership development. I love to consult with leaders and help them to become more effective. And I have many, many wonderful ways in which I do that and wonderful, wonderful venues to do that in. I love to work with individual leaders um, on their leadership effectiveness and really dig in and have a deeper conversation about life and leadership and all things related to that to help people to transform themselves, their organizations and their results so that they can create the good that they are here to create with ease and grace and elegance. So that is, it has always been something I've been passionate about and I will continue to, to do so. And I'm also passionate about working with my colleagues, working with coaches and mentoring coaches on how to put their gifts into service in the most effective ways that they can. I will be launching a new mentoring program for coaches in the very near future. And if you would like to be included in the know about this, if you want to make sure that you are in on it so that you can take advantage of this program, then you need to get yourself onto my list so that you'll um, receive this information when it comes. So I've tried to make this easy for you. There are two ways that you can do this. The first is if You are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and you are on the Stories from the Heart of Leadership page, which is where you may be if you're listening live. There's a link. um, There's a section called Links. It's a little bit further down on the page on the right-hand side. And I have a free gift to offer you. And the free gift, um, if you click on that, the, 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 the link that names this free gift or mentions this free gift... Then you will um, get added, you'll be added to my mailing list, but you'll also receive this free gift that I have, which is a longer meditation than the ones we've been doing at the beginning of the show. I don't think that the radio is a 
is the best venue for meditation because there's so much silence <laughs> in meditation and in sitting and mindfulness. And um, that doesn't play well on the radio because if you tune in halfway through, you wonder why you're listening to nothing. So I have a visualization that I created that's longer. It's um, a daily practice that you can use. And it has moments of silence in it, but it's very much me leading you through a, a sitting meditation or it could be a standing meditation where you ground yourself and connect to the earth under your feet and energize your body uh, while you're relaxing it at the same time. So that is a free gift I have for you. It's an audio file. When you click on the link, you'll be invited to, to send me your name and, and your email address, and then I'll send you the um, audio file. You can use that every day if it's helpful to you or more than once a day if you like to help yourself come back to center, which is the very thing we've been talking about all along. How do we pause? How do we become more choiceful? Well, if we could get centered, if we could get grounded, and then make our choices from there, at least we wouldn't be spinning off into outer space, throwing um, all our ammunition at small mosquitoes, or just overreacting in general, we could decide and take more decisive action, more strategic and clear action. That's, that's what that can help you with. And then you'll be in the know on this mentoring program that is going to be launching very soon. So that's the best way for you to ensure that you get that when it is available and can take advantage of it. The second way to stay in touch with me is to go to my website. So that's A-N-J-A-L-I-Leadership.com and just click on the link that says join our mailing list. Uh, sign up for our e-newsletter. So I have a newsletter that I send out about once a month or sometimes a little bit more frequently than that, depending on when I have something useful to say. When I have something that I want to share with you, that's when I write. I don't write um, any other time. So I don't have, um, you won't see an email from me every day, at least not in the near future. But uh, you will see things that I feel have been useful to me and that I would like to share with you. So that's the other way to make your way onto my list so that you can stay in touch, so that you can stay in the know about this mentoring program that will be offered soon. And I'll have more to say about that next week when we're together on Stories from the Heart of Leadership, because I'm very keen to share it with you. So know for now that that is what I've got in the works. I'm very excited to be heading uh, out west tomorrow to spend some time this week working with a group of colleagues, and it is the very same thing. Um, it is not my new mentoring program, but it is a mentoring program. It's an advanced coaching training that I am doing with a group of people in um, Western Canada. And so if you haven't, um, I've mentioned it to you in previous weeks, if you haven't been able to join us there, then know that um, this mentoring program that I'll be announcing in the next couple of weeks, it might be something that you would like to take advantage of. Basically, what I want to do and what I'll be doing this week is delving into the frameworks that underpin my work, the frameworks that underpin um, some of the instruments that I use and love and teach, but more so how do we take these frameworks and put them into action with ourselves and with our clients. 
And if you know me well and have been listening to the show uh, for the past couple years, then you know that my focus is always on gifts. I'm very passionate about taking our gifts and putting them into service. And I've begun to think about how we do that in a much more intentional way uh, than I've spoken of in previous times. So as I... As I take the gifts that I feel I'm cultivating and using with all of you, I'm also learning how to teach you how to use those gifts and how to put them into service in your own leadership and your own life. Whether you're a coach, whether you're a leader, whether you're a parent um, or any other person who works with other humans. You know, parents, we work with other humans. We work with our partners and we work with our children. Teachers are another group of people who I think have been um, um, handed the responsibility of developing human beings and that's pretty important. So I want to help you to use these gifts in your life and in your work with the people that you help. So that's what's happening and that's um, my exciting news about what's coming up in the world of Anjali leadership and the world of Shamin. You can look forward to more about that. If you have questions or comments about anything that I've talked about on the show anytime, um, please do send me an email. I'll give you the email address one more time. It's Shamin, that's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. So please, you know, um, feel free. I I love talking with all of you about what you're appreciating, what is um, useful to you, what is helpful in what we talk about here on the show, and how you're putting it into service in your own life, uh, either with yourself and your in your work scenario or at home with your families or in your work with your clients. If you are one of my colleagues or one of... um, these human development professionals that I keep speaking of, those of us who work with other humans to help them develop and and offer their gifts and be their best. So would love to hear from you. Look forward to connecting and uh, receiving your feedback, hearing what's useful, and sharing more as we go forward. So we're close to the end of our show on mosquitoes and machine guns, and I hope that what we've talked about today has um, has been taken as, an, as the, an invitation. It's a heartfelt invitation to pause, to slow down, to connect to yourself, to connect to your source, and then to take action from there and to be decisive, be clear, and be strategic instead of reactive and willy-nilly and spinning out of control as all of us humans have from time to time. And I thought I would close with the words of Mother Teresa, who is um, one of my f- favorite people. And this quote is, is from her. So she says this, and I, I, share, I add my voice to hers today and invite you to consider and pick up this invitation. May today there be peace within you. May you trust that you are exactly where you, where you are meant to be. May you remember the infinite possibilities that are born of faith in yourself and others. May you use the gifts that you have received and pass on the love that you have been given. May you be content with yourself just the way you are. Let this knowledge settle into your bones 
and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. So I leave you with that from Mother Teresa. May you use the gifts that you have received and pass on the love that you've been given and be content with yourself just the way you are. And take such good care until we speak next time. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to next week. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a wonderful week, and remember... We are all members of this great human family. You are not alone.